Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 308. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. I am still on jury duty. Oh my lord. I am not allowed to talk about it. But I will when it's over. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I don't know if there will be blogs, but I would not be surprised. So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what that is. Meanwhile, today's blog is about Twitter and all of the drama uh, around Elon Musk and people leaving and is he still buying it? I don't even know. I, I, I know it changes every five minutes. Uh, I know a lot of people were like, oh, don't worry. He's not, he says he's buying it, but that man never does anything he says he's going to do. <laughs> so don't even worry. And it does, does sound like that might in fact be the case. Well, we will see. Anyway, I published this one on May 13th. So a month ago, uh, and I wrote it sometime before then. So, so it may be a little bit out of date, but, but not particularly, I don't think. It remains true in its spirit, I guess. Anyway, here it is. It is called, Maybe Stick Around Twitter a Little While Longer. Twitter has never been my drug. I wasn't into it when it started, and I only begrudgingly weighed in there now. I used to set a timer for 10 minutes so I could get in and get out. I'm not a fan of it, but it's where a lot of people are, so I feel obligated to check in with it and participate. I feel the same way about Instagram and TikTok. I have about five minutes of tolerance on those platforms before I am done. Facebook is stickier for me. Most of my friends and family are there. I love them. I like to be where I can see them. But regardless of my personal taste, these are the places people gather in these times. When I want to know what's happening right this second, I check what people are talking about on Twitter. When I need to share personal news, Facebook is the answer. And every single one of those platforms is owned by a creepy billionaire. The fact that ownership of Twitter is switching from one creepy billionaire to another one is disturbing, sure, but I'm not sure that deleting our profiles is the answer. Especially since, as I learned on Twitter, if you delete your profile, you lose access to your stuff, but the platform retains it. We've got battles to fight against these billionaire types, and we need ways to gather and organize. And unfortunately, right now, the way to do that is on these platforms owned by billionaires. Until we have other gathering spaces, I think we shoot ourselves in the foot by cutting off our access to other people. Is Elon Musk going to ruin Twitter? All signs point to yes, but given his tendency to not follow through on anything, it might not get that far. And before he ruins Twitter, assuming he does, I think we need to gather ourselves there. Subscribe to people's newsletters, blogs, podcasts, or whatever. I don't want folks to leave Twitter, not because I think it's so great. I don't. 
I have never liked it. But I do recognize its power. And the fewer people who might have my back there, there are, the more dangerous it becomes for me in that space. Fact is, I am largely invisible on Twitter. Most of my tweets there have just one like. And that like is probably my mom. Thank you, mom. I continue to cast my net there because you just have to cast your net everywhere when you make content on the web. When the people I know leave a platform, my chances of getting more than one like on a post diminish significantly. I know a lot of people deleted their Twitter accounts so as not to add value to Elon Musk's portfolio, which I understand completely. I don't want to see that guy get richer either. But the value of one person's Twitter account is nothing to Elon Musk, particularly if you're not doing big numbers there. If you have a thousand followers, I'm sorry, but you make not a speck of difference to his bottom line. I am absolutely insignificant in his portfolio with my 927 followers, 990 before Musk took over. I don't matter to Musk. If I had a couple million followers, though, maybe I could make a tiny drop of difference. Also, significantly, these millions of followers would also give me power to do things like get a publishing deal. But if most of my million followers split, I would lose all of my power to make a difference. And Musk doesn't feel it at all. I think sometimes people get a false sense of their own importance on a social media platform. They think saying something on Twitter is like saying something to some friend in a room. They think their account is more powerful than it is. This happens whether someone has three followers or a million, though I'm sure the larger the numbers, the larger the effect. Getting likes and followers can equate to real-world power. People have gotten book deals or TV shows from single tweets or just having a certain number of followers. But that doesn't happen for most of us. Most of us are shouting into a void heard by a handful of people, if we're lucky. I'm putting stuff out all the time, so I'm used to it. But I watch others share my stuff sometimes with all their hope and enthusiasm and then watch as my stuff meets the same indifference that I experience most of the time. They get one like from me and then maybe their mom or mine. Thank you, mom. And then the thing is over. But even though they don't get thousands of likes from sharing my stuff, it is very meaningful to me that they took the time to post it. If the people who do that sort of thing for me from time to time were to leave, there would be no one to share my stuff at all. It'd just be me, a bunch of famous people, and Elon Musk left on Twitter, and probably at that point I'd have to leave too. Which would be fine if people were engaging with my stuff elsewhere, but they're not. The current public commons are these weird billionaire-owned platforms. You leave the public commons and you leave the rest of us, those of us who feel we have to be there for the sharing of our work, on our own, without any support at all. Don't stay for Mr. Musk. He's ridiculous. Stay for those of us with a few hundred followers 
and tiny social circles. You may not have power to dent Musk's portfolio, but you are significantly powerful for people like me. So I I was thinking about social media and how we need a, a new one and remembering a time when there were different ones. And then I remembered a thing about jury duty that I can tell you, which I found absolutely hilarious. So in the central jury room, they have a TV that's going, playing television, playing cop shows, which I think is super weird and probably hugely problematic from a priming perspective. Anyway, that aside, aside, uh, there's like a video that's like explaining what jury service is and what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to conduct yourself. And then they have the, you know, these sort of pretend judges and lawyers you know, say what they would say or whatever. And the judge in this video says, you know, you're not allowed to post on social media about the trial. Don't post on Facebook, MySpace, or Twitter. And it very clearly places the moment that that video was made, that they were concerned people were going to post on MySpace. So watch out, you know? I'm gonna post all my jury details on, on my MySpace account, which I did have and probably do still have because I think there was this whole thing where it all still exists out there, but I, uh, and then I got like a notice about the breach. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I just, RIP MySpace, I guess. Are there people out there still using MySpace? I guess that's my big question. I don't know what happened to my Friendster account either. RIP Friendster, RIP MySpace. And then, like, let's go ahead and have the new one, whatever it's going to be. So then we don't have to worry about Facebook and Twitter. Anyway. For a song today, I, <laughs> I, I felt like uh, the song Get Together would be appropriate because we need to get together in some space. We maybe need to start getting together on Twitter where we're already together and where we are already connected and then, you know, expand out to be together in some other common area, some other gathering space. So I thought Get Together would be the right song. Also, there's a mention of a bird on the wing, which is like Twitter with its tweets and its bird app, as it is sometimes called. Uh, So it seemed right. But as I was working on it, I just, I was so bored. And I I was like, I I don't think I can do it. Um, I used to love this song, and now it just feels like, So I thought, you know what I need? I want like a, so I tried to find, I was like somebody at some point has done like a punk rock get together or a, a metal get together, uh, some, something, and, and I couldn't find any. So 
I this is not either of those things, but this is me messing around a, a bit with Get Together, playing it through a super distorted guitar electric. I play in the electric again. It's been a long time since I played the electric. Ms. Charlotte Bronte, my electric guitar. Um, and so I'm playing it through a pretty heavy distortion and I'm singing it through a pretty heavy distortion as well. Um, which was fun and a little bit silly, but fun. So I don't think, you know, anyone's going to sign me up to play a distortion tour, but, um, it, 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 it felt like the way to handle this particular song in this particular moment. Maybe down the line, it'll feel okay to be that earnest again, but not right now. Anyway, I'm going to play that for you in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. Uh, like, review, subscribe, all the things. If you would like to support it with your dollars, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the place for that. Also Kofi, also PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. And uh, season two of The Dragoning is coming out on July 4th. So mark your calendar. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so here you are. Here it is. Here is Get Together on electric guitar.